Welcome everyone to the Credible Nerds Podcast. Today is May 16th, 2022, which coincidentally is also the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. So we'll be talking a little bit about that, as well as day two of Star Wars Celebration Anaheim 2022, which is just in a couple weeks coming up. Uh, the Credible Nerds will be there and we're looking forward to it. We're excited to go hang out with all the Star Wars fans and catch up on the latest Star Wars news there. So uh, we'll be doing some some live reviews. I don't know how many, but we want to get in at least a couple and just talk about our experience while we're there. So look for those coming up in the near future. But my name is Justin and I have my fellow Mandalorian with me, my fellow bounty hunter. We have Aiden. Hey, nerds. And he's wearing his bucket that he's going to be cosplaying at uh, Star Wars Celebration starting May 26th, which is the Thursday, day one. And um, he has been preparing his costume for the last, his armor for the last uh, couple, few months, right? I think we talked about it last time. But uh, he's got his helmet on. He's going to submit his photos to the Mandalorian Mercs and see how it goes. So when will you be submitting the, the final photos to them? Well, I'm hoping to be able to do that this week. Um, basically, all I have to do is um, take the pictures and submit them. I have a couple of things that I think they might ding me on that I might get for tomorrow. Um, I'm planning on taking some pictures tomorrow. Um, I just want to get it done as soon as I can, see if I can get approved beforehand. Um, if not, I'm still going to bring this there and have as much fun as I can with it. But yeah. um, I've worked pretty hard on it. So either way, um, I'm, I'm proud of what I've done. I think it looks super cool, super real. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked either way. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll be trying my Jedi robes on, see if I can get them fitted it's been a, a couple of years since i wore them so i might have to make some alterations but I'm, I'm looking forward to supporting those and nothing fancy just normal brown light brown dark brown type stuff so but so it's fun to cosplay um worn them before to star celebration and it's pretty cool just to hang out with everybody so uh we'll be there look for us say hi if you see us um we'll, we'll say hi to as many people as we can because we're looking forward to it uh, so we did talk earlier, mentioned earlier that uh, this is the 20th anniversary of Attack of the Clones. Uh, it's one of the Star Wars movies that I enjoy. Uh, I've always been an advocate for the Star Wars prequels. Uh, my friends, my other um, Star Wars friends, they kind of look at me weird that I'm so pro-prequel. And Attack of the Clones, I went and saw it in theaters uh, when it was released 20 years ago. We did a midnight release with me and one of my friends and enjoyed it and I went back and saw it a couple more times in theaters and seen it multiple times on you know DVD and all that so I enjoy watching it um, I know a lot of people for them it is this is the weakest film or one of the weakest films of the Star Wars saga but for me I've always enjoyed it it brings different things that we don't get to see in other Star Wars movies uh, for you Aiden what do you think of Attack of the Clones 20 years later well I grew up with this movie. This is the first movie that came out during my lifetime, so I've always had a deep appreciation for it. It's one of my favorite movies. I know that's um, blasphemy to say in the <laughs> Star Wars community, but it's, I think, in my opinion, um, and it should be a lot more people's opinion, <laughs> it's one of the best Star Wars movies um, for what it brings to Star Wars. I think it's... Um, 
one of the most pure instances of Star Wars, besides A New Hope, of course, because that is Star Wars. But this one, you really get to see how much it could bring, how much is involved. Um, you know, there's a whole arena full of Jedi fighting droids, and, um, you know, that's war. That's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm excited for, for this celebration, is just seeing people celebrate it as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a New Hope, the first Star Wars movies in theaters, we heard Obi-Wan say, you know, he fought in the Clone Wars. And everybody's like, what? What's that? And we never saw that till this movie came out. We saw what the beginning of the Clone Wars was, who the clone wo- the clones were, where they came from. And I know for some people it didn't match up to their headcanon, but, you know, George Lucas is the ultimate decision maker on in this Star Wars universe. And that's what he decided it was going to be. And I, I liked it. I like seeing the clones show up and, like you said, in that arena battle and just help the Jedi take out the battle droids and rescue Anakin and Obi-Wan and Padme, our heroes. So a lot of great things about that movie. Uh, I did do a post quite some time ago, a few years ago, about why Attack of the Clones is a great Star Wars movie. You can find that blog post on our website, CredibleNerds.com. Uh, just do a search for it and you'll see... I think there's 15 points I made that um, make it a good Star Wars movie, stuff we don't see in other Star Wars films that are unique to this film. So go check that out. We've also done a podcast episode, an audio podcast episode about that. So that's available too. But uh, So on to Celebration Day 2, we uh, talked about Day 1 last time, which is the Thursday. And Day 2 is Friday, May 27th. And for... For us, um, we have a four-day pass. We got those passes in the mail uh, the other day, activated them, so we're good to go uh, with that. But uh, this year, they are doing a panel. I think it's a lottery is what they're calling it. And um, for the main, there's one main panel every day. And uh, last last time we talked about the main panel, which was kind of all the shows and movies that are going to be coming out from Star Wars. And this, today's panel, I'm not as interested in, but I would go if, if we ended up winning the lottery for it. Um, it's called Light and Magic. And it's a sneak peek at the recently announced Disney Plus documentary documentary series, Light and Magic. And Lawrence Kasdan will be at that panel. And he's, you know, he helped write Empire Strikes Back, helped write Return of the Jedi, helped write Force Awakens. So he's got some Star Wars cred, you could say. And he'll be there for that panel. And it'll be interesting. Um, but of the main ones that they're doing lotteries for, I think it's one of my least, I'm least interested in that one. I don't know, Aiden, what do you think about light and magic? Is that something that you would be wanting to go to? It's kind of one of those things that I, you know, it wouldn't be my first choice. But it does sound interesting all the same. Yeah. Um. I feel like um, it's going to go a lot into, because it's documentary, documentary, or it's a panel about a documentary series. Yeah, yeah. got there. Um, and I assume it's going to be about how they make Star Wars mm-hmm. beyond yeah. the directing and stuff like that, like the effects, lights, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, just the, the production of it all together, which is a huge part of Star Wars. That was kind of the, the coolest thing about Star Wars was how... Um, into the future those effects seem mm-hmm. um, and even still they're 
they they hold up like you can tell it's from the 70s and 80s but um it's still bearable to watch mm-hmm. um, compared to like old star trek even as much as i hate to say indiana jones which yeah. was made by the same guy <laughs> yeah um, same, same company, company. yeah but the effects in Star Wars, the original trilogy, and um, the prequel trilogy, they both hold up so well. And this documentary, I assume, is going to tell us how. Yeah. I would hope there's something new because, I mean, there's been documentaries about the special effects and the magic of Star Wars since 1977, 78, or whenever that first one was produced. So there's been one pretty much every year that a Star Wars movie came out. They They would do a behind the scenes and show us all the cool stuff that they you know because lucasfilm and star wars they always like created technology to use to film the films so right they've always kind of done a documentary about that process uh, and i hope this you know mixes the old stuff that we've seen but also you know mixes it with things that we haven't seen we don't know about like i'd, I'd like to see some surprises in this this documentary in this panel right and i would yeah. imagine that they would if they're having a whole panel about it i mean on the main stage and streaming it to two other stages. So I would think it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be, you know, um, kind of combined with the old stuff that Lucasfilm ILM had mm-hmm. compared to Disney ILM. Yeah. Cause those are two different things just budget wise. Mm. Right. Um, so I imagine it'll be a lot of the new stuff, especially like, Focusing on Mandalorian, I imagine some stuff from Kenobi. Probably yeah. not a ton because it's yeah. um, not. Well, that's it'll come out that day, so maybe. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and um, I imagine also for the past couple of movies because there it has been um, a few different ways they've filmed the the recent movies and TV shows that we haven't got. Like we get the behind the scenes that come with each series and movie. Mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's plenty more that they can yeah. bring to light. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do a, a section or a part about the volume, which they've used for the Mandalorian and book, book of Boba Fett right. and Kenobi. So yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of content and it is, it does say documentary series. So it's not just going to be one two hour thing or an hour it sounds like it's going to be multiple episodes, you know, if it's a series. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. I wonder if they're going to do it like each episode is focus, focusing on a certain, um, like, movie or series. Or era. Uh, or, yeah, or even, like, um, uh, I don't know the word, like, um, way they did thing, something, like, um, a mm-hmm. different type of technique for each yeah each uh episode yeah yeah so if you're into that technical stuff which i never like i was thinking about this earlier a couple days ago that um you can you can watch a movie and then watch a documentary about how they make it and you're like okay that's kind of cool but with star wars stuff they do the documentary and you want to know more you're like oh that was cool what's this technique you want to learn how they created it how they filmed it the style who who's behind it like we know the names of these people who like john dykstra and richard edland and all these guys who like created this technology we know their names and like their their history and what films they worked on after that but i couldn't say that about another film series like um 
the matrix i mean there was some pretty cool stuff with the matrix they broke so you know there's some technology barriers there but i don't know those guys names right or follow them or you know anything like that so but with star wars you you like see that behind the scenes stuff you're you're even more curious you're mm-hmm. like oh that's awesome i want to know more and you buy the books you know there's tons of nonfiction books about the making of the empire strikes back or whatever and so you buy i always buy those books and try to learn more so it's it is light and magic something that you're just and a lot of people are enthralled by so yeah i i think what i would be most excited to see in this is the new filming technique or the new set design technique that they're implementing um where they have like the main stage but then it's this big basically like screen mm-hmm. behind them it's not a green screen or anything yeah, it's an actual like video screen the volume yeah yeah exactly like you were talking about um how they make that look so real because mm-hmm. every time i I watch it i'm like i know how they film this but why doesn't <laughs> it look like that yeah and that's you know post production and stuff like that but i want to know like what goes into that because that is so cool it it brings another another dimension to it where you're not looking at that like oh was that was that blue screened in or mm-hmm. um, like you do with Revenge of the Sith where you know pretty much everything was blue screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. it'll be I I think that would be the coolest thing they could bring to that panel. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's the, uh, it's at eleven a.m. I think one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one at ten thirty. <laughs> Luke's hand. <laughs> In the, in the steam classroom, the, you know, the use of prosthetic hands and limbs in Star Wars is a common theme. So let's talk about that. Um, and so in looking through the different panels, there's, there's a couple, uh, I think again, this, this whole day is like, there's a couple that I'm interested in, but there's not a lot that really stand out for me anyway. Um, there is one making an action figure. I'm a, been a collector for years since you know 1978 basically when i got my first c3po and r2 mm-hmm. action figures um yeah but this modern prototype so kind of the modern I, w- I would imagine the black series the vintage collection and yeah things like that which would be i don't know interesting because of the subject matter but like really what is the yeah how are they <laughs> going to present that yeah. <laughs> like we know the process basically so hopefully there's something more than just what we already know. Yeah. And at the same time, they have, you know, obviously I'm interested in this, but the history of Star Wars cosplay. Right. Um, especially, I have no doubt that the Mandalorian mercs are going to have a huge presence in that one uh, because they've been around for a good minute now and they're some of the most recognizable. Them and the 501st are the most recognizable cosplay Mm-hmm. groups i mean the 501st was um commissioned for the mandalorian in mm-hmm. in the final scene in season one and i thought that was the coolest thing ever yeah. like you have cosplay that's so realistic and i think this will be a cool a cool panel to see um but also at the same time i feel like it's going to be um it's either going to be super interesting or super uninteresting yeah <laughs> stuff we already know yeah so yeah, hopefully it's the the latter. It's that it's super interesting. Um, so uh, seeing the world through a Star Wars lens, I think that's I do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> like everything is like, oh, how does that relate to Star Wars? 
so that could be good. Summer of Lego Star Wars at uh, 1230. Uh, Lego and Star Wars are have pretty much become synonymous uh, together. Uh, so that's that'll be interesting to see uh, what summer are they talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's see. Let's tap on it and see what, uh, what they say, anything. Um, yeah. Um, it says Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga video yeah. game. I had no doubt that that was going to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, how can you enjoy Star Wars Legos this summer is what it looks like. Yeah. So, which uh, we we know. We have the game. We have the game. We got some the sets. Some new sets. Like we talked about last time on May the 4th, Aiden got the hookup, came home with the bag. I got us. Big so, bag. Yeah. Big yellow bag. Uh, Lucasfilm Publishing, that's one of my... Uh, probably lesser known things is Lucasfilm publishing the books. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the books, the comic books, and uh, the artwork. How to, you know, so those are kind of my guilty pleasures. Um, but for me, the books have kind of fallen off the last few times. I've I've read a Master and Apprentice, which was you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin, or Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon pre Phantom Menace. And they tied in Dooku's training of Qui-Gon. Uh, there's some interesting parts, but overall it kind of fell flat for me. Just the, like the mission they went on was, that wasn't that interesting. Um, and then, uh, there's been a couple other books that I've read. I'm, I just can't get into them. There's some good parts, but it's not very engaging for me. So I struggle with that. So I want to see, I want to go to this panel and see hey this is what's coming out um this is what to look forward to um i, I have enjoyed the comics the, i've read i haven't read all of them kind of slacked off the last year or so but i was reading on the marvel app on my ipad so that's cool uh, hopefully they have some new comic lines coming out too yeah um that one will be super cool like you said the the new books are i'll admit i've not finished a single one of of the yeah. new generation. Yeah, there's a couple that I I stopped reading because it was boring. Yeah, but the old books, I like. I'm there with you. Those are like my favorite books of any book. Uh, were the um, the Republic Commando series mm-hmm. and the Bane series. Yeah, both of good. those are just phenomenal. They're so engaging. There's so much to explore in those um, shoot offs, mm-hmm. and they yeah. they did it well, but. Also, like you said, the comics, especially the Darth Vader comics mm-hmm. uh, recently have been so good. Yeah. Explain yeah. so much that we all wanted to know, we all wanted to see. And I think comic books are a perfect medium for Darth Vader. Yeah. For Star Wars, because it's a visual thing. Right. The books, you have to have a pretty creative writer to be able to describe something on the page that you can imagine in your mind that matches up to what we know about Star Wars and think about Star Wars already. Yeah, especially, you know, coming from an established universe that mm-hmm. has very, I mean, not not very specific rules, but it's got rules that you have to follow, otherwise people won't read your book. Yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult task, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Toys That Made Us, I believe that was a... A series on Netflix or some streaming service, um, and it's Star Wars: A Fifth Anniversary Look Back. So they'll probably be uh, says that they're going to be looking at some stuff that's been cut out, edited out from the the series. Some be, some behind the scenes stuff. So that that's interesting. I've watched a couple episodes of that and I've liked it. Um, 
So then there's a panel that I'm somewhat interested in. I know um, a lot of people have <laughs> issues with Ray. Uh, I she's not my favorite character, but I liked her. She was a good character to follow through the sequel trilogy. And there's a panel about how Ray defined a new Star Wars generation. And I'm not that new Star Wars generation, so this panel may not be directed towards me, which is fine. But uh, I like Ray. I I agree with that. I have my opinions, and I'm not going to go into them. Yeah. Um, She's just fine. You can have a different opinion. I think I think she should have filled a different role in the series, but I do not dislike her as a character, mm-hmm. and especially uh, Daisy Ridley. Like, yeah, she she did a phenomenal job with what she was given, and um, you know, her as an actor deserves no hate. But I do not. I wish Finn and Ray were switched characters, um, because that's what we were led to believe. Mm-hmm. But I like Ray all the same. Yeah, yeah. The, one of the mini misses of the sequel trilogy. Uh, probably the one panel that I am interested in going to see is Star Wars: Attack of the Clones 20th Anniversary Celebration. Uh, of course, Friday at 2 p.m. Celebration stage, and it is one that will be. Um, if you can't get into the main one, it will be streamed to two other ones, or looks like well, maybe just one other one. But uh, so yeah, celebrating, revisiting Attack of the Clones for the 20th anniversary. We went to the one for the Phantom Menace, Star Wars Celebration Chicago. They did a similar panel. That was cool. They didn't have any big names. I think they had they had Ahmed Best, which was cool. Yeah, I think that was his first convention appearance in a while. And then was Ray Park there? I can't remember. Ray Park was there. Yeah, and it was it was a good panel. Um, no huge names like you know Qui Gon or Liam Neeson, obviously. I don't imagine we'll we'll see him at a celebration. Yeah, maybe someday when he gets old and stops doing all these crazy action movies. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, he already is old, and he's doing these <laughs> intense action scenes. So good on him. But uh, eventually, he'll have to calm down. So maybe he'll. Start coming to these when we get his autograph a couple of times. I would hope so. Yeah. So that one looks cool. Um, what else for you, Aiden? Anything popping up? Um, there's a wedding going on with the Mandalorian marks. I saw that, yeah. I don't want to go to that, but I thought that was <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think one... Was it Celebration 5 where Steve Sansweet married um, a couple in his Star Wars pajamas. Or I don't know if they were pajamas, but like this suit that was made out of Star Wars bed sheets or something like that. Oh really? Yeah, the vintage bed sheets or something. It was some crazy cool Star Wars get up costume or suit that he was wearing. And he married a couple there at celebration. So it's probably something like that. I guess I that's imagine. a new goal of mine. Yeah, get married at celebration. Yeah. <laughs> um another one that I'm pretty interested in and i'm sure you will be too is hasbro star wars panel yeah um if you don't see the wall behind him he's got plenty (laughs) of hasbro um black series and um i guess just the normal line up above him but you know hasbro brings us star wars yeah it's like like lego star or lego is um linked with star wars so is hasbro there Mm -hmm. that's what i think of when i think of hasbro just star wars nothing else yeah yeah it's probably one of the first brands you think of when you think star wars outside of the movies and stuff Mm -hmm. you know the the 
commercial swag or product, you know, is Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious to know what their plan is for the future. Uh, we didn't get hardly any Rise of Skywalker figures. We still haven't gotten that sick Emperor Palpatine or Darth Sidious figure from the end of the movie. Right. Um, hardly any figures were released for that. And the ones they did release were pretty cool. But we got Dark Ray, we got Zoe Bliss. Um, got the Sith Trooper. Sith Trooper. So they did have some good ones. Yeah, at least they had the Sith Trooper. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the coolest one they could have gotten. Yeah. But not a lot of... They didn't round it out very much. Mm-mm. It was disappointing. So, and a lot of the stuff are kind of... Re- I don't know if they're repaints. They I think they are new sculpts, but, you know, characters we've seen. Um, I heard Chewbacca was a repaint. Mm-hmm. They're just the same mold from Solo. And they just put a different... Um, bandolier on him yeah and call it good yeah they did uh repackage a lot of they have that new packaging style which i think is pretty cool for the black series the six inch black series oh yeah where it's got the slanted side now and yeah instead of the flat one right uh, that's more decorative decorative i guess but they're gonna start they're taking away the plastic from their packaging Interesting. that's their new thing or I don't know if it's later this year or next year, but uh, so how are we going to see the figure? Yeah. <laughs> are they just going to have a picture of it on the box and we have to trust that it's in there and that looks good? <laughs> or are they going to not have a plastic shield and people can just rip it off? Take the figures. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, that's going to change collecting. Yeah. Because the whole point is if it's in the box, that the figure is protected, you can see it, it's a good display. Mm-hmm. And if they take away the plastic, are they going to put glass in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are we going to see it? I um, mean, if there's nothing there, that's cool, but you're going to get dust in there. and Yeah, I the figures know. aren't going to stay pristine that way. They're mm-hmm. going to get faded from the sun. They're going to yeah. get dust all over. You're going to have to blow it, touch mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll address that at this panel uh, on Friday, 3.30. I guess, yeah, I guess we'll see. Hopefully they'll have some new reveals. They haven't announced any Hasbro exclusives. The last celebration was uh, Darth Maul and Obi Wan from cool Phantom Menace, which we were able to score, and they look awesome. Uh, but nothing announced for this celebration yet. It's a week and a half away. Yeah, <laughs> wonder if they're keeping it all a surprise. Yeah, maybe the day before it's like, look at this cool stuff, and everybody goes crazy. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we'll see. And they haven't announced any Funko exclusive, I don't think. Yeah, that surprised me too because mm-hmm. last year there were tons, mm-hmm. um, like all these uh, chrome. They had the blue chrome and like a Darth Maul and a, a droid R five, I think. Yeah, we scored those, but yeah, I mean, people love the exclusives. Half the experiences get standing in line for those and getting those. Right. So they better announce it and get people hype. I mean, either way, as long as they uh, have them. Yeah, yeah. And you do have to do the lottery format for the Funko booth as well as the lounge fly booth. So if you have a a badge, you got to enter your email address, you know, click the right link on their website, Celebrations website, to go to the right place to enter your email in, to enter a drawing, a lottery drawing, and then it's only one week this week. 
So hopefully if you're watching it this week, uh, you are able to do that and they'll let us know if we get picked for, to be able to go buy exclusives at the lounge fly booth or the Funko booth or the panels. So, right. I don't know. I can see why they're doing it, but at the same time, I'm not liking it. Yeah. Um, I do like the fact that they're trying to limit the lines and, you know, waiting hours to buy some Funko Pops is ridiculous. But at the same time... If you don't get the chance at all, you're not getting it unless yeah. you're paying a, a huge premium for the eBay price. Yeah. That's just... It's not the same either. Yeah. Yeah. You're not there getting it. So they they got to still tweak that. They got to come up with a better middle ground for that. I do like the the idea of the lottery. Like you said, it takes out the lines and um, kind of gives a little bit of excitement. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, am I going to get it or am I going to not? But I feel like there's got to be like a another way beyond that as well. Like in addition to that, to be able to get them. Um, I don't have any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Well, with the Funko Pops or the products, the exclusives, they just got to offer more of them. I mean, because yeah. being there in the first place is exclusive, right? There's how many more people can't make it for whatever reason, distance, money, yeah. time off work, all that stuff. Yeah, there's so many people and celebration tickets aren't cheap. Right. And everything else in addition to that. Yeah. So if if you're there, you're in, ex- in a, an exclusive crowd, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say uh, there's probably more than this, but let's say there's 5,000 people that go to celebration each day. I'm sure it's more than that. But if they offer 4,000 figures that day, you're still good, right? You still have one of the top percent. And yeah. so if you're into that, having the exclusive figures and all that, um, you're still in that crowd, but if you're, if you just like that figure or that design or whatever it is, you're still able to get it. Mm-hmm. and not pay 500 bucks for it later. And even still, when you get the lottery, you still have to wait in the line. Yeah, there's still a line. <laughs> uh, seems like they just need to offer more, have better um, processes. Just do it better. I don't know how, yeah, but co- do it better. Come on, Reed Pop. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's different this time around. Uh, and I think for the panels, there's a pretty good chance people will get in because... Um, that if they use the same arena they did last time for it the, was huge there's plenty of, and there's like two maybe three tiers there's the yeah there's the main floor which is big and then there's a bowl area and then there's an upper level above that and so there's tons of space so you might not get up front but i think um you have a good chance of getting in there yeah but, and if i if i remember correctly this one's bigger than the chicago stage right or about the same about size the same I think the Chicago stage was a it was a basketball court. It's where the um, DePaul Blue Devils play and the Chicago the WNBA team from Chicago plays. So you got that big basketball court. So the floor space is bigger, but the bowl area is about the same. Gotcha. Maybe a little bigger, but not by much. And even that was, I don't think they ever filled that. There was empty spots. I think. Oh no the the bottom level was fairly full but the upper level was like half filled yeah because we had to sit on the upper level for the mandalorian one and there were still a couple tons of seats empty seats yeah Yeah. so so i'm not too worried about the panels um i just hope we get in uh there are a couple 
Um, let's see, what is it? Uh, let's play Star Wars: A Galaxy of Tabletop Games. That sounds interesting to me. I've played Star Wars: Bounty Hunter. That's that's a fun game. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they talk more about that type of thing. And then another one: Star Wars Trilogy in Thirty Minutes. That's been around for a while. Um, I think it's the original trilogy, and this it's this one man play, and he acts out the movies. In thirty, all three of the movies, like really quickly in thirty minutes, and I've I haven't seen him in person because the one or two times I was interested in going, it was full. <laughs> the panel was full at previous celebrations, but he does have YouTube video or you know showing what he does, and it's pretty entertaining, very fast paced, and just kind of kind of that slapstick sketch comedy type humor, right? Mixed in with the the main storyline, so gotcha. It was fun. Yeah, I guess we got to experience it then. Yeah, if we have a chance to go. Mm-hmm. That's later. That's like at 6. So. Yeah, and I imagine less people will be there because that's around dinner time. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, something that interests me as well is the 35 years of Star Tours Adventures with mm. D23. Yeah. Um, for the longest time, Star Tours was the Star Wars ride. Yeah, the only one in it. Kind of wasn't that good towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> till they started to revamp it. Yeah, it was the same ride every time. Mm-hmm. But of course, we went on it a million times because yeah. it's Star Wars. It's like the only Star Wars fix you got. Yeah, exactly. And then they updated it to the new expanded version of it where you pretty much get a, a different adventure every time, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um it makes it worth going every time, especially when a new, a new movie is. I think have they added anything from TV shows? Not that I'm aware. They first changed it for the Force Awakens version. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the first time they changed it. Yeah, they so they they change it based on the movies that come out around that time, and they add more scenes to it, um, which was awesome and exciting to see. Yeah, because. Um, I think around the rise of Skywalker, they had one where you're in the in the Battle of Exegol, mm-hmm. and yep. that was cool. Yep. Um, so I, yeah, um, that'll be a cool panel. Um, it sounds like it will talk about because I remember you you and I were talking earlier that it might just be about the first iteration. But it looks, it says from the misadventures of Captain Rex to the unexpected new destinations of today, um, we trace the 35 year journey. Mm-hmm. So, sounds like they're going to be talking about all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It should be good. And hopefully, they uh, reveal they're going to add some new stuff to it. Because mm-hmm. that was cool whenever Force Awakens came out and they added content. Last Jedi came out, they added content from that movie. Mm hmm. And same thing for Rise of Skywalker. We, I don't think we ever saw anything from Rogue One or Solo. I don't think so either. The only I only remember two experiences specifically that were not from Force Awakens, which was the Battle of Crate and the Battle of Exegol. Yeah. There's one where you visit one of the moons of Endor where the Death Star is, and you kind of go in some water, and there's Dianogas everywhere. Oh, right, yeah. So there's that. Uh, but with... Last Jedi, I think it's... I only remember the crate battle as well. Mm-hmm. And then The Force Awakens, there's 
couple things, right? Yeah. So, but it was fun because you didn't, and you still don't know what you're going to get because every time it could be something from the prequels, the sequels, the original, and then the different characters that carry the message. You know, it's just so many mix and matches that it, it's it's just fun every time you go. Yeah. Yeah, and even then too, like you want to see some of those experiences again. So it's yeah, like they do it so well. Mm-hmm. They they really mastered it this time. Yeah. So hopefully they're able to keep that up. Maybe mix in some. I don't know what Mandalorian stuff they get out. There's not a lot of like space battles there, mm-hmm. or with Book of Boba Fett. But um, I, I imagine know. we'll see like a if they were to add it like a visit from the Mandalorian and his. Um, like Corvette, yeah, <laughs> the Naboo starfighter, yeah, or yeah, we got to see Grogu in there, maybe yeah, Grogu and his and his X-wing, yeah, and Luke's X-wing, yeah, flying around, that'd be cool, yeah. So yeah, that one that one looks interesting as well. So yeah, that's pretty much the second day, day two, Friday, May twenty seventh. Uh, there are some after party stuff that day as well. Uh, the one we're going to wait is that Star Wars After Dark. Yeah, Star Wars night. Yeah, so that'll be at the at Disneyland. That's Friday night. It's a Friday where they have, okay, probably the coolest part of Disneyland, Galaxy's Edge. Well, they'll have all of Disneyland reserved for the tickets, but mm-hmm. the majority of people are going to be at Galaxy's yeah. Edge, um, doing Star Wars stuff, and I think that is going to be so cool. They're, um, kind of lightening up on the guidelines for costumes and props you can bring in, mm-hmm. uh, because of Star Wars night and Star Wars celebration. Um, normally they don't let you bring in too much because I think the reason is because, uh, they don't want to confuse any cast members with, um, normal people (laughs) and vice versa. But this time they are lightening it up because of the occasion. So there's going to be lots of lightsabers, lots of Mandalorians, stormtroopers, clone troopers, everything Jedi. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. There's a lightsaber meetup in front of the Falcon that night. We're bringing ours. Bringing ours. We'll be there taking pics, go on the, the Falcon ride and do all that stuff. So yep. get some blue milk. Of course. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be fun. Uh, there's some other meetups going on throughout the week. Um, there is probably the biggest one is the Bash, the 501st Bash. Um, all the Star Wars clubs. Uh, put on this chair, this bash for charity. So it's, it's pretty expensive. It's like a hundred bucks, 110 bucks to get in, but portions of that go to charity. They pick a charity every time. Uh, but it's just, just this big party with all the Star Wars fans. Um, the, the tickets are open to the public now. So if you're interested in that, so you can just go to their website and buy the tickets. Um, last I checked or saw, I think it was yesterday or the day before they still have tickets available. But we won't be going to that um, this time. But there is some a podcast meetup at the Hilton. Um, there's a Star Wars Underworld Star Wars Celebration Day 1 after party at IHOP. Nice. <laughs> there's with the IHOP close by. Uh, there is, what else? There's the Troopers New Hope from at 10 o'clock from the House of Blues. And Droid Builders Dinner at Buca de Beppo. There's the D23 Galactic Disco Night from 10 to 11. That's pretty, that's not very long. No, 10 to, no, 8 to 10 at the House of Blues. <laughs> there, I think it's, it's on the 
downtown Disney area. Mm-hmm. But uh, that one sounds interesting. But I looked at that and I think that was ticketed only, and you had to buy your ticket already. I saw it late or something. House of Blues, that's the place where we always get the beignets, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, so there's a lot of Star Wars after parties, uh, meetups afterwards. So if you're wanting to hang out with some people afterwards and get to know some people, definitely start looking. A lot of the Facebook groups have them you know, listed as an event. Uh, probably the biggest source of that information that I found is there's this Facebook group called Flying Solo at Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. I joined uh, when I went to Celebration Orlando in 2017. I believe it was, I went by myself. So I joined that group. And ever since then, they they have a lot of cool stuff going on for people who go by themselves. So if you're going by yourself to Star Wars Celebration, join that group. There are lots of people who are friendly and, you know, just, hey, I'm, we're, I'm doing this. Anybody else want to go? And it's a good opportunity. And they are listing events and things. So check that out if you haven't already. Yeah, if you want more information than what we have, Facebook groups are, are the yeah. key. Because uh, that's just a bunch of people sharing everything they know. Mm-hmm. So listen to our podcast first, and then if you don't get your fix enough, then go to Facebook. Yeah, there's a Star Wars. Cel- there's like ten Star Wars celebration groups. It's hard yeah. to tell which one's the official one. I'm but. in five. Still can't figure it out. Yeah, tons of people are excited posting stuff. Uh, you can go to rebelscum.com as well. They in the forums. Mm-hmm. If you're not there already, uh, they have a forum thread specifically for Star Wars celebration. For everyone that comes out, there's. There's one for it with all the different stuff that you can do and just uh, join in the conversation there. So a lot of great stuff. Uh, it'll be a good time. We'll have a lot of fun. Um, anything else for day two, first hour celebration that you can think of? Um, is day two when they have the Rebel Force Radio? No, it's Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Okay. Day so zero. Day zero. Okay. I think it's... Yeah, I believe so. And then Thursday... We're doing something Thursday, too. Maybe that's Rebel Force Radio. Anyway, we have the tickets with the date on it. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be there. Uh, Yeah. So next time we'll talk about day three, which is Saturday, May 28th. And we'll get into the panels there. Uh, They they did release. I I wanted to talk about it, but it's kind of too late. But I did want to touch about on... The Star Wars art that they released for Celebration, there was some pre-orders earlier this month that were le- were released, and today was the last day to get one of those prints. They a lot of cool prints from darkink.com. Maybe, though, if there's any leftover, they'll have them for sale afterwards. I know they do that sometimes, um, but a lot of the, the prints were pretty sweet, Um I've had to pause on my Star Wars prints because I have too many and I have no wall space. <laughs> uh, but there was a couple that I was looking at and I almost bought. Um, Joe Caroni's uh, Han Solo one from Solo, Han and Chewie and the Falcon. I almost pulled the trigger on that. I love his stuff. But I don't have anywhere to put it, so not not this time. And there's a couple others that are really sweet. So, But yeah, I always check out Artist Alley at Star Wars Celebration, so... If you like Star Wars art, check it out uh, there as well. The, the a lot of people, if you can't buy the exclusive print that's you you didn't get you didn't pre-order and buy it and didn't get on the list, oftentimes they have their other stuff there that's just as good. So definitely check that out. 
Yeah. But as far as uh, day three, day three goes, we'll get into that next time. Review the the different panels, talk about what's good, and we'll go from there. So I want to thank you guys for joining us here on the Credible Nerds Podcast, Star Wars Edition, Star Wars Celebration Edition. And we look forward to to heading there in a week and a half. And hopefully we'll see you guys there, be able to meet you, talk to you, and just catch up, talk Star Wars, because that's that's always fun to do, especially at Celebration. I've met a lot of cool people throughout the years and, you know, just kind of remain friends through the years and meet up again. So definitely look for us if, if we don't find you first. So thanks for joining us and may the force be with you. Vote on, brothers. <laughs> nice.